scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software. Welcome to day 4 of week 38 of the daily Bible reading. Today we're in 2 Kings 22 and 23, Psalm 73, and 2 Corinthians chapter 5. But before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our holy God and Father, we thank you that you've given us good examples to learn from those who were devoted. We know that only your Son followed your word perfectly, but we thank you for all of them that we can learn from. We ask, Father, that you would help us to not be distressed in this life when we look at all the wickedness around us, but to trust you. You know what you're doing. We know that in the end, you will make everything right. You will be just in all of your judgment. Help us to not love this life, but to look forward to the life with you, that in this life, what we will love is our life that we do have with you even here. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin the reading in Second Kings 22. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned thirty-one years in Jerusalem. The name of his mother was Jedidah, the daughter of Adiah from Bozkath. He did right in the eyes of Yahweh, and he walked in all of the way of David his ancestor, and did not turn aside to the right or to the left. It happened in the eighteenth year of King Josiah. The king sent word to Shaphan the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshullam, the secretary of the temple of Yahweh, saying, Go up to Hilkiah the high priest, and let them count the money being brought to the temple of Yahweh, which the keepers of the threshold have collected from the people, and let them give it into the hand of those appointed doers of the work at the temple of Yahweh. Let them give it to the doers of the work who are at the temple of Yahweh to repair the breach of the temple, to the skilled craftsmen, to the builders, to the masons, and to buy timber and hewing stones to repair the temple." Only the money being given to them is not to be accounted for by them, for they are dealing with honesty. Then Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the scroll of the Torah in the temple of Yahweh. And Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shaphan, and he read it. Shaphan the secretary came to the king and returned to the king a word, and he said, Your servant poured out the money found in the temple, and they have given it into the hand of the doers of the work appointed over the temple of Yahweh. Then Shaphan the secretary informed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a scroll. Then Shaphan read before the king. When the king heard the words of the scroll of the Torah, he tore his clothes. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam the son of Shaphan, Akbor the son of Micaiah, Shaphan the secretary, and Asiah the servant of the king, saying, Go inquire of Yahweh for me and for the people and for all of Judah concerning the words of this scroll that was found. For the wrath of Yahweh that is kindled against us is great, because our ancestors did not listen to the words of this scroll to do according to all that is written concerning us. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah went to Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvah, the son of Harhas, the keeper of the robes. Now she was living in Jerusalem in the second district. Then they spoke to her, and she said to them, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, Say to the man who sent you to me, Thus says Yahweh, Look, I am bringing evil to this place and upon its inhabitants, according to all of the words of that scroll that the king of Judah has read, because they have abandoned me, and they have burned incense to other gods, provoking me to anger with all the works of their hands. My wrath shall be kindled against this place and not be quenched. 
And to the king of Judah, who sent all of you to inquire of Yahweh, thus you shall say to him, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, concerning the words that you have heard, because you have a responsive heart, and you have humbled yourself before Yahweh when you heard how I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants to become a desolation and a curse, and you have torn your clothes and wept before my face. I have also heard, declares Yahweh. Therefore, look, I am gathering you to your ancestors, and you shall be gathered to your tombs in peace. Your eyes will not see all of the disaster that I am bringing onto this place. Then they reported the words to the king. Chapter 23 So the king sent word, and all of the elders of Judah and Jerusalem gathered to him. Then the king went up to the temple of Yahweh, and all of the men of Judah and all of the inhabitants of Jerusalem were with him, including the priests, the prophets, and all of the people from smallest to greatest. And in their hearing he read all of the words of the scroll of the covenant that had been found in the temple of Yahweh. Then the king stood by the pillar, and he made a covenant before Yahweh to go after Yahweh and to keep his commands and his warnings and his statutes with all of his heart and with all of his soul, to keep the words of this covenant written on this scroll. Then all of the people joined in the covenant. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the high priest, the second priests, and the keepers of the threshold, to bring out of the temple of Yahweh all of the objects made for Baal and for the Asherah, and for all the host of heaven. And he burned them outside of Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron, and then he carried their ashes to Bethel. He removed the priests whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense on the high places at the cities of Judah and around Jerusalem, and he offered incense to the sun, to the moon, to the constellations, and to all the host of heaven. He brought out the Asherah image from the temple of Yahweh outside of Jerusalem to the wadi of the Kidron, and burnt it there. Then he pulverized it to dust, and threw its dust upon the tombs of the children of the people." He tore down the shrines of the male shrine prostitutes, which were in the temple of Yahweh, where the women were weaving shrines for the Asherah. Then he brought all of the priests from the cities of Judah, and defiled the high places, where the priests from Geba up to Beersheba burned incense. He tore down the high places of the gates, which were at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were on the left of each gate of the city. However, the priests of the high places did not come up to the altar of Yahweh in Jerusalem, but they ate unleavened bread in the midst of their relatives. He defiled the Topheth, which is in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, to prevent anyone causing his sons or his daughters to pass through the fire to Molech. He kept the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun from coming to the temple of Yahweh at the side room of Nathan-Melech the eunuch, which was in the court, and the chariots of the sun he burned with fire." The altars which were on the roof of the upper room of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, and the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courtyards of the temple of Yahweh, the king tore down and ran from there and threw their ashes into the Wadi Kidron. The high places which were east of Jerusalem, which were on the south of the mountain of destruction, which Solomon, king of Israel, had built for Ashtoreth, the abomination of the Sidonians, and for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the detestable thing of the Ammonites, the king defiled. He also broke into pieces the stone pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles, and covered their sites with human bones." Moreover, the altar which was in Bethel, the high place which Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who had caused Israel to sin, had built, even that altar and the high place, Josiah tore down. Then he burned down the high place and crushed the pole of Asherah worship to dust and burned it with fire. When Josiah turned and saw the tombs that were there on the hill, 
He sent and took the bones from the tombs and burned them on the altar. Then he defiled them according to the word of Yahweh that the man of God had proclaimed who had proclaimed these things. Then he said, What is this gravestone that I am seeing? The men of the city said to him, This is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and proclaimed these things which you have done against the altar of Bethel. So Josiah said, Let him rest and let no man move his bones. So they left his bones undisturbed with the bones of the prophet who had come from Samaria. Moreover, all of the shrines of the high places which were in the towns of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke Yahweh, Josiah removed, and he did to them like all of the deeds he had done in Bethel. Then he slaughtered all of the priests of the high places who were there on the altars, and he burned the bones of the humans on them. Then he returned to Jerusalem. Then the king commanded all of the people, saying, Keep the Passover to Yahweh your God, as has been written on the scroll of this covenant. For they had not kept this Passover from the days of the judges who had judged over Israel, or during the days of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. But in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, this Passover was kept for Yahweh in Jerusalem. Moreover, the mediums and the spiritists, the household gods and the idols, and all of the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, Josiah removed in order to establish the words of the law written on the scroll that Hilkiah the priest had found in the temple of Yahweh. There was not a king like him before him who turned to God with all of his heart and with all of his soul and with all of his might according to the law of Moses, nor did one arise like him afterwards. However, Yahweh did not turn from the fierceness of his great anger which was kindled against Judah because of all the provocations with which Manasseh had provoked him. Yahweh had said, Even Judah I will remove from my face as I have removed Israel. I will reject the city that I have chosen, even Jerusalem, and the house of which I said, My name shall be there. The remainder of the acts of Josiah and all that he did, are they not written on the scroll of the events of the days of the kings of Judah? In his days, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went up against the king of Assyria at the Euphrates River. King Josiah went to meet him, and he killed him at Megiddo as soon as he saw him. So his servants drove him dead in a chariot from Megiddo, and they brought him to Jerusalem and buried him in his tomb. Then the people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and anointed him and made him king in place of his father. Jehoahaz was twenty-three years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. The name of his mother was Hamatal, the daughter of Jeremiah from Libna. He did evil in the eyes of Yahweh, according to all that his ancestors had done. Then Pharaoh Necho confined him at Riblah in the land of Hamath from reigning in Jerusalem, and imposed a levy on the land of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. Then Pharaoh Necho made Eliakim, the son of Josiah, king in place of Josiah his father, and he changed his name to Jehoiakim. Then he took Jehoahaz and brought him to Egypt, and he died there. The silver and the gold Jehoiakim gave to Pharaoh. However, he taxed the land to give the silver to meet the demands of Pharaoh. Each according to assessment, he exacted payment of the silver and the gold from the people of the land to give to Pharaoh Necho. Jehoiakim was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. The name of his mother was Zebedah, the daughter of Pediah from Rumah. He did evil in the eyes of Yahweh according to all that his ancestors had done. Psalm 73 A Song of Asaph Surely God is good to Israel, to those pure in heart. 
But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, because I envied the boastful when I saw the well-being of the wicked. For there are no pains up to their death, and their bodies are healthy. They do not have ordinary trouble, and they are not plagued as other people. Therefore pride is their necklace, an outfit of violence covers them. Their eye bulges from fat. Imaginings overflow their heart. They mock and speak maliciously of oppression. They speak as though from on high. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue roams the earth. Therefore his people turn there, and abundant waters are slurped up by them. And they say, How does God know? And does the Most High have knowledge? See, these are the wicked, and they increase wealth, ever carefree. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure, and washed my hands in innocence. And I have been plagued all day, and rebuked every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have acted treacherously against your children's generation. When I thought about how to understand this, it was troubling in my eyes, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their fate. Surely you set them on slippery places, you cause them to fall onto ruin. How they become a desolation in a moment. They come to a complete end by terrors. Like a dream upon wakening, when you wake up, O Lord, you will despise their fleeting form. When my heart was embittered and I felt stabbed in my kidneys, then I was brutish and ignorant. With you I was like the beasts. But I am continually with you. You have hold of my right hand. You will guide me with your advice, and afterward you will take me into honor. Whom do I have in the heavens except you? And with you I have no other desire on earth. My flesh and heart failed, but God is the strength of my heart and my reward forever. For indeed, those distancing themselves from you will be ruined. You destroy each who abandons you for harlotry. But as for me, the approach to God is for my good. I have set the Lord Yahweh as my refuge in order to tell all your works. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 For we know that if our earthly house, the tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made by hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed in this house we groan, because we desire to put on our dwelling from heaven, if indeed even after we have taken it off we will not be found naked. For indeed we who are in this tent groan, being burdened for this reason, that we do not want to be unclothed, but to be clothed, in order that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the down payment, the Spirit. Therefore, although we are always confident and know that while we are at home in the body we are absent from the Lord, for we live by faith, not by sight, so we are confident and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, indeed, we have as our ambition, whether at home in the body or absent from the body, to be acceptable to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, in order that each one may receive back the things through the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Therefore, because we know the fear of the Lord, we are attempting to persuade people. But we are revealed to God, and I hope to be revealed in your consciences. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to boast about us, in order that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are out of our senses, it is for God. If we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, 
that one died for all, as a result all died, and he died for all, in order that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died for them and was raised. So then, from now on, we know no one from a human point of view, if indeed we have known Christ from a human point of view, but now we know him this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. And all these things are from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ, and who has given us the ministry of reconciliation, namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors on behalf of Christ, as if God were imploring you through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin on our behalf, in order that we could become the righteousness of God in him. All right, well, there's a lot of good in that reading for us. I especially like the psalm of Asaph, how he can see all the wicked people prospering, and it bothers him until he realizes their end. And as Paul talks about the end in Second Corinthians 5, that we are looking forward to the end. This life is not about this life. It is about what comes after. And so we must simply live this life in a way to be judged according to what we do in this body. And then because of the righteousness of God in Christ that we have through reconciliation, we can live with him for eternity. Let's make it our ambition to be pleasing to him. That's the reading for today. Until next time, keep meditating on the word of God.